What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Football Studies here on Elevation 5280. Be careful. Way up there. Way up there. How are you guys doing today? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to each and every one of you guys. Hopefully you guys had a great and restful weekend and an exciting, fulfilled weekend with the playoffs going in the National Football League. We have the divisional rounds to talk about. We have um, the final four that are left to talk about, and we got some quarterbacks I'd like to talk about on today's show. But if you haven't done so already, please, please, please check out, please check out the show, um, the station Elevation 5280. You can find it on social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check on Spotify, type in Elevation 5280 Sports, and the show should pop right up. All the sports content you need covering football, basketball, baseball, you name it. So please, please check it out. You don't want to miss out on your sports feed for sure. Um, Let's get right into it, guys. Let's get right into it. We are going to talk about the divisional games. They were all exciting games, to say the least. We're going to take the first two here. Um, The Bengals and Titans game was an exciting one with the Bengals winning 19 to 16. The Bengals advancing to the AFC championship. And this was the first time um, the first time since 1988 that the Bengals made it to the AFC championship. So kudos to the Bengals and all the Bengals fans uh, knocking off the number one seed Tennessee Titans. And the second matchup in that day was the Niners and the Packers, a very anticipated matchup, a cold, freezing temperature-like game where the Niners pull off a field goal victory, beating the Packers, the one seat on the NFC side, 13-10. to um, We're going to kind of just dive into both games a little bit. We'll start with the Bengals and Titans game. Uh, the Bengals look, the Bengals are for real. The Bengals are definitely for real. Joe Burrow is the quarterback of the future for this team he is going to lead this team and he looks good doing it in his second year um it's it's crazy to believe the tennessee defense um to say the least the tennessee defense sacked burrow nine times in this game and the Bengals still won the game (laughs) the Bengals still won the game burrow stats were 28 of 37 348 with one interception, so no touchdown for Burrow, and only turned the ball over once, despite being sacked nine times. Mixed in 14 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and Jamar Chase five catches, one for 109. Uh, the Bengals, the Bengals have it well put together. Um, this is a good team, a team that we really need to give more and more credit for. They are not really considered the underdogs. They're actually one of the big dogs, really, making it this far. Knocking off the number one seed, um, taking care of business, and they they look good doing it. They look good doing it. Their their defense is coming together. Their offense is coming together as well. Uh, for the Titans side of things, Tannehill fifteen of 24, 220, one touchdown and three interceptions. One of those interceptions actually was the first play of the game. So that was a rough start for Tannehill. Uh, Foreman came back four carries, 66 yards, and AJ Brown five catches, 142, and a touchdown. Um, Tennessee had all the makings to win this game, they really did. I, I, I just, you know, you have Derrick Henry coming back, he might not be the complete Derrick Henry, but it's the fact that Derrick Henry has returned, and I felt like that would give him the edge of going back to smash mouth football. But they elected to have Tannehill throw quite a bit and it really changed the dynamic of the game Tannehill's not a someone you can throw 30 40 50 times a game someone you want to do that you have to have a running game and I thought that if he did just enough considering that his defense got you know did nine sacks um you would think that that would be enough to advance to the next round of the playoffs but that wasn't the case definitely wasn't the case and it was a shocker. It was definitely an upset, and the Bengals wanted it more. Uh, let's go to the next game. Sorry to cut that one a little short. We're just trying to fit both of them in with the Niners and the Packers, with the winning team being the San Francisco 49ers. 
uh, winning again 13 to 10 against number one seed Green Bay Packers. Jimmy Garoppolo was 11 for 19, 131 in an interception. Elijah Mitchell, 17 carries for 53 yards. And George Kittle led with four catches for 63 yards. Um, on the Packers side, Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 29, 225, no touchdowns, no picks. Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 41 yards. And Aaron Jones had nine receptions for 129 yards. This game was exciting from start to finish. I will tell you that much. Now, the score probably doesn't indicate that. It's only 13 to 10, but you don't expect such high-scoring games in a cold, freezing-like atmosphere that these two teams were playing in. Um, It was way below freezing in Green Bay, and I felt like, the keys to victory pretty much for both sides, for the Niners, they have to be able to run the ball. Um, that is their bread and butter because whenever the running game uh, evolves for them, everything else falls into place. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo's on target with his passes. The defense gets fired up. The defense is well-rested, so they're able to perform better. These are just keys that help them out. For the Packers, obviously, is to stop the run. And the Packers knew coming into this game, the 49ers are very dynamic on the ground attack. Mitchell's a good runner. Obviously, Debo Samuel has emerged to being a complete threat in this league. So there's another key you have to watch out for there as well. Um, It really came down to special teams, though. As you can see, Um, In the beginning of the broadcast, if you guys paid attention, they talked about special teams for both sides, and they both mentioned that both the 49ers and Packers for special teams have been struggling, and it could come down to special teams, and that's exactly what happened. Um, Going into the half, the Packers drove the ball down the field to to, uh, get to make it a two-score game, to go up 10-0, uh, the field goal gets blocked. So the field goal gets blocked. So it's 7-0 going to the half. The very next possession, the very next series in the third quarter, the Niners open up, drive right down the field. They don't get in the end zone, but they get three. So now instead of being up 10-0 to start the third, the score is now 7-3. to so you kind of linger, and it's been it's goes seven to three to the very very end, and a big punt that the night uh, that the Niners forced uh, for the Packers gets blocked, recovered, touchdown, tie ball game. Um, the beauty about this game is that I can go back to what my semi pro head coach told me. Um, He told me there are three keys to the game, uh, penalties, turnovers, and special teams. And I feel like in all these games that I got to witness over the weekend, all those came into factor. And the special teams definitely came into factor for this game. Um, It was a very, very competitive game, again, to say the least. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be high scoring because of the cold temperatures. But it was going to come down to the little things. And special teams, um, I think we can all agree, is not a little thing. Special teams is one-third of the game. Special teams, you have your offensive series and you have your defensive series. It's one-third of a football game. And a very important one-third of the game it is. Um, They just did not execute. They did not execute. And the Niners took advantage of that. And that's why the Niners are advancing into the NFC Championship game. Uh, In a later bit of a segment, we'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers and what's going on in his head there. Um, That'll be later on in the segment. But the the fact is is that um, the, the Packers let this slip away. They let it slip away. It was one of those games where you love the start, but you hate the finish. You love the start because the Packers went right down the field and scored. And, you know, in Lambeau, they're going nuts. And you see that and the narrative is, oh, this could be this could be a runaway. The way how they started this, this could honestly be a runaway. But that's not how the game transpired. It's not how it went, as you guys can see. 
Um, the Niners had a solid game plan. They didn't panic. They've been down before. Like everything's been down before. It's just your response. How do you respond to something like that? And with the Niners game plan sticking, you know, sticking into play, it worked out well for them. They had the defense to back that up. So it wasn't really a big concern. Their defense is what kept them in the game. Their defense did, and the plays on special teams definitely did. So, again, two-thirds of the game right there was the difference for the Niners winning that game. And not to say the Packers did not play exceptional defense. The Packers' defense was incredible, was truly, truly incredible. Um, But they only played one-third of the most important parts of the game. And that was the defense. The defense definitely gets like an A for me if I'm grading them because they played exceptionally well. They held an offense that can be a high scoring offense with a high powered ground attack in a hurry. And they kept it, you know, they minimized it the best that they could, but they gave themselves a chance to win. And that's the most important thing. They had to clean up special teams and the offense only looked good on that first drive outside of that um there really wasn't much offense going on in this game even though aaron jones had over 100 yards receiving it wasn't an offensive game this was more of about a defensive battle and who can win in the special teams category and clearly with the block field goal to end the half by the niners and the block punt and return by the touchdown for the Niners, that ended up being the deciding factor of the game. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Michael Spillin here for the Flash Hauler Driving App, a convenient app for on-demand furniture, moving, vehicle towing, and courier service. If you like being out on the road, not having people breathing down your neck, pressuring you to get stuff done by deadlines and time limits, join our fleet on the Flash Hauler Driving App. Earn money by driving your pickup or van, be your own boss, making your own schedule, not to mention the feeling of helping truckless people getting their furniture moved to wherever they need. If vehicle towing is more in your arena, we provide that service as well. And if you don't have a truck or a van, no worries. The app enables you to do courier gigs. It's an easy process to sign up and get approved to be part of the Flash Hauler Hero team. Be proud of what you do while you do it at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Grab your phone, download and install the Flash Hauler, that's F-L-A-S-H-O-L-R driver app, or visit our website, H-O-L-R-apps.com, getting it hauled in a flash. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the Flash Hauler driver app, helping people move in a flash. Welcome back here on Football Studies here on Elevation 5280. We're going to jump right back into our next segment here, which we'll be talking about the title game, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. We are finally down to the final four, so we're getting a lot closer to figuring out who is going to be in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. How exciting is that? Um, I'm, I'm so juiced. And it's sad at the same time because that just means football is coming closer and closer to an end. And it's almost like, no! <laughs> like, you just, you don't want it to end. You want it to keep going for as long as it can. But it's really true when they say all good things must come to an end. Uh, without further ado, let's look at the final four matchups. So all on Sunday, the first matchup will be between the Cincinnati Bengals going to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Rams and Niners will meet for the third time this year, this time with bigger stakes, uh, the NFC Championship and a trip to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. So we're going to take a little preview of these matchups here. So the Bengals and Chiefs, I really like this matchup a lot. Um, These are featuring two of the future's brightest quarterbacks to watch. And we got a great display of that in the victory, in the crazy victory uh, between the Chiefs and the Bills going 42 
to 36 in overtime. That game was phenomenal. But it it that just shows as far as quarterback play, the future is bright and we'll be fine for a long time as far as quarterbacks. Uh guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow in his second year is emerging into that conversation. Um, Justin Herbert. There are so many guys that are just phenomenal players. And that position alone is loaded, is loaded with young talent, especially with some of these teams that are left. Um, All good quarterbacks, Burrow for the Bengals. Mahomes, um, Garoppolo has shown that he can be get the job done, and you have Matthew Stafford. So it's two young bucks and two guys that have been here for a while on each side. So this is going to be a fun matchup. I really do like this a lot. It's going to be one of those games where um, can the crowd really get into it for the Chiefs, in my opinion. Uh, both these teams are going to have their highs and lows in this game. Uh, the good high for the Chiefs is that it is another home game for them. So they'll be able to rally off the crowd and make some big time plays. The key for Cincinnati, can they slow down this high powered offense just enough? Again, it's really hard to shut these guys down for four quarters. Um, it's one of those things where you kind of have to get your wins. You get your moral victories here. And if you have enough moral victories, it'll lead to the ultimate victory and so to speak um but i do like i do like the weapons that burrow does have i think jamar chase is going to have another exciting um year i don't really like the corners situation or the secondary situation for kansas city especially considering the fact that tyron matthew was out early in that game against buffalo we don't know the status of what he is going to be under um, however, the one thing that does scare me, it does go back to that game with Tennessee. The Bengals just played uh, again. Burrow was sacked nine times and the Titans front was a pretty good front. The Chiefs also have a pretty good front with Chris Jones, um, Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram, who had a hell of a game himself. So it's not going to be an easy task for Burrow to maneuver in the pocket and get clean looks, obviously. So the biggest thing is, can his offensive line protect him long enough to make the plays that he needs to make? Because you can't, you can't take, uh, you can't play in a game giving up multiple sacks and expect to win. Um, again, that matchup against Tennessee was, it was crazy. It was crazy because you just never expect a stat like that to work in your favor you you know because i mean nowadays a sack can be anything a sack you should just be okay you got the quarterback down good play you know lost the yards you celebrate everything now these players are so smart at their approach on their attack that they they attack the ball they they go for the ball um you see that all the time now guys like von miller guys like tj watt um they they go for the ball now because it's not just it's not just enough to get the quarterback. If you can get the ball out, that's even better. You know, you want to get that takeaway for your defense to help life for your offense be a lot easier. So this will be a fun matchup to say the least. But I'm really really excited to see this duel between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. The future looks bright when it comes to this quarterback position in the AFC side of things. For the NFC, a familiar familiar matchup, the Niners and the Rams. And yes, again, I mentioned this will be the third time that these teams will face each other where the Niners swept them in back-to-back seasons um, on the road and at their home. So now it's a whole new ball game. Um, I know the Rams... The Rams are a different team. Both of these teams are different teams going into this season, to say the least. But one thing that the Rams struggled with is stopping the run against the Niners, which I'm utterly shocked because of who they have on that defense. You would think that that would actually be more of a strength. You would want them 
to have to defend the run because they can they can do it. Von, uh, Von Miller, the addition there. Leonard Floyd is a good addition. Um, uh, obviously, Aaron Donald. These guys are really good up front. And the Niners are really good at running the ball up front. So this is going to be a interesting, interesting matchup for the third time here. Um, to be honest with you, I felt like the Niners were fairly pleased with the Rams winning. And the reason why I say that is because it's the familiarity. It's the familiarity. You're playing a divisional opponent that you already see twice a year. You they, you guys both make the playoffs. You guys find each, find each other again at the NFC Championship. There's familiarity. So it's... It's going to be more than a divisional matchup. It's it's this is win and you're in the Super Bowl. So this is going to be a big time matchup. But I also think the Niners have the little the psyche game going um, simply because they have owned the Rams these past couple games. Last year swept them this year. They swept them. Um, It's that weighs on your head. That definitely weighs on your head because it's not a team. Excuse me. It's not a team that you, you know, you maybe will see like every now and then. Like, let's just say let's just say the Niners play the Saints. Right. You play against the Saints. You don't play the Saints twice a year. You you you'll face them, you know, in the beginning of the season, maybe later in the season. And depending on how the seeding goes, you could potentially face them again in the playoffs. But in this case, with the Rams and Niners, that you're always going to see them. That's the familiarity that you always see. And as the Rams, you got to you got to wonder, you know, can we beat this team? Can we beat this team? Because there's no doubt if you look at the roster from top to bottom, um, the Rams have the better roster, in my opinion. They have the better roster. I They have the better quarterback. I feel like they do have the better running back. Receiver-wise, Debo has emerged tremendously. Um, but if we're just strictly focusing on the receivers, so not counting George Kittle for the Niners and Tyler Higby for the Rams, the Rams have the, the better receiving core. Cooper Cup, um, Odell Beckham, Vance Jefferson. They have the better receiving core. The tight end I'll give to the Niners because Kittle is just amazing. Um, And so when you match them up like that, on paper, the Rams should be the ones that are sweeping the Niners and this and that. But again, that is why we don't play the game on paper. We don't play it on paper. It It just can't be done. And Kyle Shanahan's ability to be so creative on the offensive side and not just have a simple ground attack, but he adds some spice to that ground attack really makes it difficult. It really makes it difficult. And with a divisional opponent, you can study them so often that you find and develop different ways to counteract them. I'm pretty sure the these coaching staffs have watched hundreds and hundreds of film on Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the biggest threat to shutting down the San Francisco 49ers. Nothing against Vaughn Miller, nothing against Jalen Ramsey, but you got to think about it. You have three superstars on the on all three levels of the defense. Ramsey if you think about it, Ramsey can easily be shut out of a game. You just don't throw his way. That's an easy way to take Ramsey out of the game. You got to make him come up and make tackles. You throw away from him. You make him play. You make him chase the ball rather than contest the ball. Um, Vaughn Miller is kind of a, a same concept. An edge threat, pass rusher. Um, you run away from him. Or you you run right at him and see how he's going to react. You know, you, you, I don't want to do that too often, but most cases I'm running away from. Aaron Donald is a different story because you can line him up anywhere on the line 
And Aaron Donald has proven time and time again that a double team is just not going to contain him. You can only contain, you can only, you can't stop Aaron Donald. You can only hope to contain Aaron Donald. And that's just facts. So we'll see if this third matchup between the Niners and Rams, we'll see who gets the right to host the NFC for the Super Bowl. We'll be right back after this. NFL Analysis Network is your one-stop source for coverage of all 32 teams. We provide in-depth analysis, news, and opinions about all things football. Since you're online anyway, check out NFLanalysis.net. Elevation 5280 Sports exclusive new teammate on the gridiron. Storytime has always been a special time. Once upon a time. No, not that story time. We take a break from the norm and dive into stories from soccer and football alike. From the U.S. to Argentina to Australia and back. Join Seth Singleton every Wednesday evening at 6 Mountain for stories from the pit. All of that even comes into play when you sort of know at some point as a high school or college player on some development program or when you get the chance to compete with others that you have that feeling of knowing that this isn't where my journey ends. This isn't where my story ends. This isn't where things end for me, let alone. Is this actually one of the biggest moments? Is this simply part of the package? Once again, catch Stories from the Pits with Seth Singleton every Wednesday at 6 Mountain for Stories from the Pit. Roberto Carlos looking for the bend! Oh my word! Unbelievable strike from Roberto Carlos! Once again, Catch stories from the pits with Seth Singleton every Wednesday at 6 Mountain, only on Elevation5280sports.com. Careful, it's tough to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the NFL Analysis Network, your one-stop source for all 32 teams. Welcome back here on Football Studies out here on Elevation 5280. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember to follow us on the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to check out all the content here on Elevation 5280 Sports. Jumping right back into it, um, going back a little bit back to what we were talking about in the first segment, but focusing on a specific team and a and a specific guy. It's going to be the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. Um, coming into the season, Packers look outstanding. They they did what they had to do. They got the number one seed of this year's playoffs of the NFC side. Unfortunately, the season uh, has come to an end during the last matchup with the Niners, losing 13-10. to And now all eyes are on Aaron Rodgers and what happens next. And I'm curious myself, uh, if you remember going into this season, um, leading up to it, I should say, the big rumor was, will Aaron Rodgers return to the Green Bay Packers? He wasn't showing up during the training camps. So it kind of got the front office, and I'm pretty sure the coaching staff a little worried because... They're not sure if they're going to have their starting quarterback. And remember, uh, in the past draft, they did draft quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State um, as one of their picks, other than going for something more of a need, perhaps another playmaker receiver or something to help on the defensive side. Um, So that's always an eye opener, in my opinion. But I do understand that at some point you have to get find a trainee to eventually take over the successor. But with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think his season is done as far as playing the game of football. Um, But it is interesting to figure out now that it's all the season's over, it's like back to square one in regards to what is going to happen um, with the future of Aaron Rodgers and what's going to go on with that. So Aaron Rodgers had mentioned this to reporters, I believe after the, the game with the Niners saying, I'm going to take some time and have conversations with the folks around here and then take some time away to make a decision, obviously before free agency. So addressing the media, pretty much saying like, look, there's going to have to be a decision made, a final decision made. One decision I don't think it will be is retirement. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done playing football Um, 
in the National Football League. He's such a great talent that I don't think he's ready to hang him up just yet. I do feel, however, there could be a possibility of not returning to the Packers. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what how everyone's contract is going to look, but his decision is going to make a big impact on what the Packers are going to lead in the next season or so. Um, think about it. You bring in guys, you have a Devontae Adams on your team who loves Aaron Rodgers, who is all about him. That's his quarterback, you know. Um, how would that affect him if Aaron Rodgers is gone? Because um, a lot a lot of people are leaning towards the fact that if Aaron Rodgers is gone, Devontae Adams is gone as well. So then you're really starting over from square one, not having a franchise quarterback and basically losing a franchise wide receiver. Uh, two guys who have made gave defenses nightmares in trying to stop and cover. Um, but again, this all goes back to Aaron Rodgers. It really does. Uh, he makes the offense flow. Um, he gives them a fighting chance. He gives the Packers a fighting chance. Yes, the Packers have a ton of other players, and it's not all about one player. But when it when you come to some organizations and you look at the team, you say the name of the team, the Green Bay Packers, 99.9% of the time, the first person that comes out of people's mouths when mentioning them in today's game is Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's. He is the vocal point of that team. He is the face of that franchise. And so now it comes down to if he doesn't return, where would he go? Where would he go? Um, that's always an intriguing one because you don't know what the offseason is going to bring. The offseason really won't begin until the end of the Super Bowl when all the teams are in the offseason mode, you know, doing free agent signings, trades, this and that. Um, there's going to be some quarterbacks in the free agency pool. So it's going to be interesting if the Packers um, can really dig in that route because they're not going to know exactly what the decision is for Aaron Rodgers until Aaron Rodgers knows what his decision is going to be. Um, he's already mentioned in a situation that he does not want to do a rebuild. If it's a rebuild situation, I think he's out. Um, because the Packers have been a team that has been built to win now. They're not in a position to where they can win now and maybe the next season or two they're in rebuild mode. No, like this team, this historic organization is always in contention to win now. And I think Aaron Rodgers knows that, which is why that is a determining factor if he stays, if the core pieces are there for them to stay, to have that win now mode, I think he stays. But there are some intriguing places I that would be interesting for him to go. Um, and I think they, they could use somebody like an Aaron Rodgers. One of those teams can be the Denver Broncos. Um, I truly think Denver actually has what he would the essential pieces to win now. Um, the only thing Denver has struggled with as a late from what I've seen is a quarterback. Um, obviously, they're still looking for a head coaching position with Vic Vangio being fired. But I think with what's on the roster as of now, Denver is an intriguing place. You do have a running game with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. That's a good tandem there. Receiving wise, you have a good receiving core with Cortland Sutton. Uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant in the mix, so a very athletic and young tight end. The offensive line can always use some work, but it's not the worst offensive line. And Denver's defense has always been pretty solid, even with losing um, guys like Vaughn Miller. Um, this defense can still win you games and can put keep you in games. So I think Denver would be a good spot. Pittsburgh would be a tremendous spot. I feel like for Aaron Rodgers, um, if you look at their situation, Big Ben is pretty sure played his last his last game in, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. So I think that 
Pittsburgh is also intriguing because you do have a ground attack there with Najee Harris um, leading the way, a dual threat, if you will, someone that can run out of the backfield to make catches and not afraid to run in between the tackles or outside the tackles to get you yards on the ground. Receiver-wise, I do have... I do like what they have. It is a little bit questionable considering with Deontay Johnson, a very talented receiver, but he does have uh, some drop issues, which I think can easily be cleaned up. It's not something that's, you know, insurmountable, but you do have to, you know, you do have to make those catches when they hit your hands. Juju, I think Juju Smith would, would be a good addition for Aaron Rodgers to thrive with. Um, and the defense, I don't need to really speak much on the Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh has always been known for their defense. Um, that would be a situation where I think they're a quarterback away from winning now. Um, and it'll be interesting what Pittsburgh does if if Aaron Rodgers chooses not to go to Green Bay. I wonder if the, the demand of wanting to get Rodgers increases for Pittsburgh because looking at the roster now, your quarterbacks for Pittsburgh are Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, um, which I kind of like working with Dwayne Haskins, at least giving him that extra opportunity to at least maybe win that potential job. Um, but otherwise, for Pittsburgh, I think I think Pittsburgh should probably wait to see what Aaron Rodgers decides um, if he decides to leave the Packers, I would go in on Aaron Rodgers. Whatever you have to do, I would go in on Aaron Rodgers um, because I think Pittsburgh uh, would be a player away from winning now because their defense is exceptional. They have enough talent on the offensive side, I feel like. And I even forgot to mention Chase Claypool um, and and Pat Fryermuth. So they have offensive weapons on that side to basically win now. So I think Denver and Pittsburgh would be really good destinations for Aaron Rodgers to go if the Packers if the Packers aren't it. You know, um they're very intriguing places. Very very intriguing places and very and good places to where you have a defense that can really back you up. Um, but again, it's all going to come down to Aaron Rodgers. And this is like playing the waiting game with him. Um, again, this past season, nobody thought he was going to come back. Nobody nobody really knew what was going to happen. The Packers were primed and ready and gearing up Jordan Love because it's like, hey, it's the next man up. You're, you're going to... You're going to have to step up. You're going to have to be the guy, you know, and we've gotten to see a little bit of Jordan Love in some previous games, and he's not he's definitely not ready, um, not quite ready to be that head guy. And it also it also affects the the coordinators, um, depending on who is under center for Green Bay, because. I can guarantee you this: the play calls that Aaron Rodgers receives are not the same play calls that Jordan Love receives, especially with the experience and the their abilities um, that they both possess. But again, this offseason is going to be interesting for Green Bay. A lot of people in Green Bay think this is his last ride with Green Bay. Uh, could he possibly return? But that's the million-dollar question for the Green Bay Packers. We'll be right back with the final segment here on Football Studies with Elevation 5280. Missed anything during the week from our live shows? Maybe a hot take or hilarious exchange? A groundbreaking opinion or money-making prediction? The BLL is, I'm pretty sure, going to eliminate the MLL very shortly. If not this season, probably next season. Work on getting another receiver right now. Yeah, another offensive lineman. Joker was totally out the picture. Because when he's out there, he's like a sack of potatoes. No worries. We've got you covered. Head on over to Elevation5280sports.com and click on the Shows tab. Or to Mixcloud and search Elevation 5280 Sports. And all of our podcasts are right there at your fingertips. For those listeners who didn't feel that, we just had another one, baby. Elevation5280sports.com. 
Careful, it's tough to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by Wix.com. Creating a website has never been easier. Appreciate you guys sticking around with us still. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. Welcome to the final segment here of football studies here on Elevation 5280. It's been a really good show. I definitely enjoy giving it to you guys. Um, keeping it all about the playoffs. Uh, last segment, we were focused in on Aaron Rodgers and his decision in regards to what is next for him um, now that his season is over. Um, now we go to another quarterback. We go down to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady, essentially known as the GOAT, one of the greatest of all time to play, not just the quarterback position, but just a player in general. Uh, he's classified himself in there. Seven rings. Um, you know, not many people have seven rings like that. So that's definitely a really amazing accomplishment to say them on the least. Um, not one of the ideal situations for Tom Brady. You know, um, how often are we really saying that Tom Brady is out of is out of the playoff hunt. He's out of the Super Bowl hunt. It's very rare to see that. In his last performance, he was 30 of 54, uh, 329, one touchdown and one interception. And and this game, this game was not uh, the way how you would want to see it go. Um, at halftime, the Rams were just on top of things. They're on 20 to three. Uh, good job by the Buccaneers to rally back and make it a game, and they just fell three points short. But that start really bit them on the rear end, in my opinion, and it was just hard to make up for it. You know, as the game got later, all later into later stages, it's hard to make up those that type of situation. But um, with Brady, I mean, the biggest deal is that there's no doubt that the, the guy is a true competitor. But it, we pose the same question that we did with Aaron Rodgers. What is next for Tom Brady? Um, and most I don't see obviously the Bucks. I don't. I don't think it's the same situation per se, because uh, with Rodgers, it's we don't know if he's going to return to his team, the Packers. I do feel that Brady, in this case, if returning, would return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to have another go at it. Um, he definitely is still in great physical shape to endure an NFL season, an NFL training camp, OTA, you know, he's he's willing to endure that. He he definitely preps his body for it. And so I don't think this is the last we've seen of Tom Brady, not by a long shot. Um, if you look at it, you can put Rodgers in this category as well. Uh, with Brady and Rodgers, the way the season ended for them, it's like a sour taste in their mouth. So I don't necessarily think the last way they want to be remembered is through a loss, especially when these are two quarterbacks that know how to win and win often, you know. Um, so I, I highly doubt Brady would end um, his career on a note like that especially playing, starting off the game so poorly. I, I don't think that's the way he wants to go. He wants to end it on his terms and preferably winning another championship to solidify his legacy that he already has done. Um, that's my opinion on it. And again, like I don't I can't imagine him leaving Tampa wanting to go back uh or go to a different team. I, I don't even know if, if going back home to New England would be, even be a question right now. Um, especially with considering the fact of New England lo loves Mac Jones. And they realize that this is the quarterback of the future for them. Um, 
But if Brady were to go back home, would that that would be a incredible story, would it not? I think that'd really be a really good story if he decided to go back, you know, reunite with Belichick and try to win again, you know, because Brady's always the ultimate competitor. I I mean, any team that he's on, you're going to have a chance to win. So when he left New England originally and nobody knew where he was going, uh, whoever would would have received Brady basically had a shot at the Super Bowl. And eventually that's what happened. He brought a Super Bowl to Tampa, their second Super Bowl in franchise history. Um, So anything is possible. But if you think he's retiring, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Now, if he was in his in the career and he had games where it just it just looked like he needed to hang it up. But Brady never really had that moment. Like you see, um, take Ben Roethlisberger for a second. You can see that the end was coming in regards to his career playing. Um, he just wasn't making the same throws. Uh, he wasn't steady in the pocket and mobile, although Big Ben is not one of your mobile quarterbacks. But, you know, it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. And uh, I think Brady is built a little different. I think he's just built a little different. I um, As the competitor in him will tell him, no, we keep going, you know, keep going, try to get this, keep going. Um, but sometimes the body will tell you that enough is enough. And I think that was the situation for, um, uh, I think that's the situation for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, the body, you can take so much and withstand so much with the body that it's almost like that. Could that be the same thing for Aaron Rodgers? Is, is, has the body just taken enough, you know, um, it could be it could be that in Brady's case could is the body, you know, has it taken enough damage to basically say there's nothing left for me to prove? Because at this stage, Brady has absolutely nothing left to prove. He has nothing left to prove. He's already solidified himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He's already solidified himself, in my opinion, a spot in the Hall of Fame when he is done playing this game. Um, and when he when he is uh, solidified in the Hall of Fame, that's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure everyone would agree with that. Like, there's, there's nothing else to prove, you know. But the love he has for the game is one reason why I'd love to see him continue on, uh, whether it's with Tampa whether if it's like a farewell tour going back to New England. Um, I, I mean, I, and, and, and don't get me wrong, guys. Like this, the whole thing with New England, there hasn't been any news or sources that said he's going to go back to New England. I just brought it up because I feel like there's only really, that's the only other spot he could possibly go. That makes sense. I mean, you don't really need to go anywhere else to prove a point yes you'd make the team better the offense will be better um hell at some point the offensive coordinator for that team could learn off of brady basically in his mindset but i feel like at this stage of his career um the only options i feel like would be returning to tampa bay um and you know play it out and then see how that season turns out or go back home and finish the rest of your career with New England. You know, I I just don't, I don't really see, I don't really see people in regards to him going for him off free agent because he's definitely not going to be a free agent. Uh, Brady, Brady, I think is going to stay with Tampa. I don't see, like I said, I do not see him uh, retiring, you know, because most players know when to hang it up. They definitely know when to hang it up. Sometimes they try to push it 
too far and they probably should have hung it up before but most people know like when it's time it's time like Peyton Manning knew it was time. Eli Manning knew it was time. Philip Rivers knew it was time. Um, you know, they were at their point of their careers where they didn't, there wasn't much to prove. And Brady is like, Brady's like doing bonus missions. <laughs> uh, if you guys look at, if you guys look at the um, RB, RB, not R&B sensation, but the legend Snoop Dogg, you know, think of Snoop Dogg, you know, Snoop Dogg is very wide, well known, and Snoop Dogg is living his best life with these commercials and performances. Now he'll be one of the, uh, at the performance for the Super Bowl, which is very exciting in LA, but Snoop Dogg is living his best life. Tom Brady's living his best life. You have seven Super Bowl rings. You won with New England. You solidified yourself at New England. And you were able to bring one to Tampa, their second one in franchise history, Tampa, you know. So that's 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 a cool feat. That's a cool feat. Like, you know, he's the greatest of all time. Like, there, what more do you need to prove? What more do you really need to prove? Like, he could honestly end the, his career and be happy about it. But... The only reason why I say he's not is because he hasn't shown. I haven't really seen a whole lot in his game that says, oh, yeah, you need to hang it up, Brady. There's no reason for that. Like, there's nothing else you got to do. And plus, like I mentioned already, his competitive nature and the fact that they lost and they were uh, two games away. From being in the Super Bowl, if they if they were to beat the Rams and uh, find themselves in the matchup with the 49ers since the um, the 49ers knocked off the Packers, um, you know, who's to say that would happen? And if they win that, they'd be in the Super Bowl, you know. So he was two games away this year. I don't think Brady is done yet, not by a long shot. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Appreciate all the love and support. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you name it. All those social media sites were on it. <laughs> Much love and take care, guys. Take care. Streaming live on your computer and on your smartphhone. Check out elevation5280sports.com for all the information you need. Download the apps, put in the link, and you're good to go on the go. Elevation5280sports.com. Careful, it's tough to breathe up here.